Welcome to The Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks for joining us on the bot- podcast or broadcast. And you can find that uh, those at wjmm.com. Look on the podcast tab, the Love and Lordship links. Find today's message and the previous two. I say this every day so people can find those. You can also go to vimeo.com forward slash love and lordship, and you'll find a video version of these and other messages. Or you can go to loveandlordship.podbean.com, and you can find these podcasts and many others. Uh, again, love for you to contact me at loveandlordship at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to engage with you, and or you, you could possibly be a guest. I do a lot of interviews, as you know, if you've listened. Now, in line with our two previous programs, the next two days' messages are entitled Successful or Fruitful. And I want to just add this very quickly. I think we've co-opted fruitfulness and called it success, and therefore we're more concerned about our success than God's fruitfulness. And I'm seeing that even in our churches. And I think we could go to the Word and find some things here, and I hope you will over the next couple of days with these messages. Now, as I start, I hope you didn't have any experience like these two guys did based on a supposedly true story. Recently at a prestigious university, there were two students taking a chemistry final, and they'd done pretty well on all the quizzes, midterms, labs, etc. Going into the final exam, they had solid A's. They were so confident that the weekend before finals week, the chemistry final was on a Monday. You always hate those, right? They decided to go visit some friends and spend the weekend at another university close by. They had a great time. However, they ended up staying longer than they'd planned, and they didn't make it back to their campus until early Monday morning. Rather than taking the final then, they found the professor after the final, explained to him why they'd missed it. They told him what they had done over the weekend and planned to come back in time to study. But they had had a flat tire on the way back and didn't have a spare and couldn't get help for a long time. So they were late getting back to campus. The professor thought about it and agreed that they could make up the final the following day. The two guys were elated and relieved, and they studied the whole night and went in the next day at the appointed time. The professor placed them in separate rooms and handed each of them a test booklet and told them to begin. They looked at the first problem, which was something simple about free radical formation and was worth five points. They both were thinking, man, this is cool. This is going to be easy. They did the problem and turned the page. The second question said 95 points in parentheses. Which tire? Ouch, man. So they had a a 25, I don't know exactly the the, the ratio of this, but there's two different ones, and they each have four guesses, right? So maybe they have a a, a 25% chance, but the fact that both of them have to get it, it may make it less. I I don't know. I didn't didn't study the the, uh, statistics on that. But 25% chance at best that they get this right, and they pass. But you know what lying usually does to you, right? It doesn't produce good fruit. Most of what you are going to hear today probably already have heard, but I want to be sure as a way to encourage and or to challenge you and all of us that we're hearing all of what it takes to not just be successful, nothing wrong with success in and of itself, but the key here and the God's desire is that we be fruitful as we've learned the last couple of days. Here are some key verses that are in line with Matthew 6.33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. Look what Jeremiah 1.5 says. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. 
And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Psalm 139, 13 through 15. For you, you created my inmost beings. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me all your life. God has a plan for you, right? Were written in your book before one of them came to be. So look what Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13 says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Now, we love that verse, right? God has a plan for your life. But here's the real key. This is where we move, start moving from success mode and, and, and mindset to fruitful, kingdom fruit mindset. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You won't find it simply by pursuing your passions, your strengths, or even your successes. You only find it by seeking him in the midst of all these and even in the midst of your failures, your setbacks, and your struggles. Here's another verse that we can build on. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, masterpiece. The Greek word is poemia. We've talked about this before. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God's plan includes specific things that he wants you to do, and he's purposed and prepared them in advance. But it's really about him, his plans, his glory, his kingdom. Not what you want to accomplish or be successful at. He really wants you and each of us to see that this is about seeking and knowing him and his plans. And the more we do that, the more he will have his way in us and get us where he desires for us to be. Now we're thinking fruit rather than success. This may very well include some or all the things that you like, are good at, and have been successful at, but these often are the very places where our pride and the successes get in the way and we thwart or slow down what he would like to produce and for us to bear because we put ourselves ahead of him. This is the vine of the branches again, right? You can either reach that by focusing on your worldly success and making that your priority, or you can keep God and his plan as the priority and seeking him first in his kingdom above everything else, and he will see you through it as you strive for excellence in whatever you do and trust him to work out his purpose, his will, through you according to his good pleasure, Philippians 2, 12, and 13. Let me give you another verse and how we tend to think success rather than fruit. Philippians 1, 6 says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it, perform it, until the day of Christ Jesus. You see, God will see you through whatever happens and complete what he has started. Notice it says that God began the work. We need to make sure in our obedience, in loving with loving Him with all that we are and seeking Him with all our heart and above everything else to know that we're doing what we're doing is of Him and is one 
uh, I'm sorry, and is of him. Uh, I went to Cameroon a few years ago, and and one of the things that happened is I've shared before that there was a, a story of several people that were set free based upon truth and grace of God's word. You see, the way we knew it is because of what was happening in their lives. Not what happened to me or my ministry, but what was happening in our life. So you see, God is the one doing it. He's the one that's faithful to bring it to completion. That's what Philippians 1.6 is saying. We're not the one that has the success. We may go and do it, and he gives us that opportunity. But the real success comes when we abide in Christ and allow him to do his work in and through us. Maturity perfection, completion continues throughout our lives and until the day of the Lord. The day we are with Him forever in eternity. Now, how's that for a perfect graduation into the next life with Him being the one that does it and us being the ones that bear it? Make sure you're seeking Him above everything else. Let me give you another verse that oftentimes gets on the success track rather than the kingdom fruit track. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You see, God in Christ and the Holy Spirit can give you strength to do anything. I remember when I was in seventh grade, uh, I was a Christian service camp, right? And uh, I was a basketball player. I ended up playing college professionally, right? So I was a good player. And I, and I would go out on breaks when everybody else was doing other stuff, and I'd go get a basketball and go over to the basketball courts and play. If anybody wanted to play, I'd love to play with them, even counselors and stuff, you know, college-age people and stuff. I'm, I'm 12 years old, and I'm, I'll play you. Wow, yeah, I'll play you. I'm going to be challenged. I want to beat you. If I can, I want to get better, right? But I heard this message of I can do all things through Christ's strength to me, and right then and there, here was my response. Thank you, Lord, I'm going to the NBA. Well, I got on the doorsteps of that a couple of times, but it was clear that God had other plans and he wanted to produce other fruit for me to bear because I struggled with pride and other things when I was doing it in basketball. So just how can we know this strength that Paul says that we have and can do anything with? Would you like to know the secret? As you set out in life, as you desire to walk in him and be kingdom fruitful rather than worldly successful? Sure you would, right? If you're seeking the Lord, you want to know this, and here it is. Think about what keeps you from doing each of these. Give you some scriptures from this that you will find. Be joyful. Philippians 4, be joyful. Choose to rejoice always in all things. That's in verse 4. These are things you can choose to do then you know you will be bearing kingdom fruit rather than just chasing success. The second one, develop a gentle spirit so much so, so, so that others can clearly see it in you and ultimately see the Lord in you. Verse 5. Verse 6, don't be anxious in anything. Pray and be thankful in and for everything, even the difficulties. See, these are things that let you know that what's being produced and what you're bearing is of the kingdom. Not about, well, look at me, I'm successful. Wouldn't you like to follow me? Or follow the Lord because I'm doing it and here, look how successful I am. See, it can be very tricky, very deceitful. Number four, you will experience a peace that you nor others can explain and it will protect your heart. That's verse seven. 
Are these things happening in your life? If they're not, you're probably chasing success, worldly success over kingdom fruit. Number five, choose to think about good and great things. There's a whole list of things that you dwell on, you choose to keep your mind on in Philippians 4.8. Number six, find mature Christ followers to imitate and then imitate them until you see that you are truly imitating Christ in faith. That's verse nine. And finally, number seven, Learn to be content in any and every situation, in plenty or in one. See, if all I'm about success, worldly success, I'm going to have trouble when it looks like I don't have enough. But if I'm looking at kingdom fruit, I can trust that God will use that and multiply it in my life. That's verse 11 and 12. Paul says this, and then he says, verse 13, Therefore, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let me close with this. You see, Satan in the world and even your own flesh will tell you that you want all these things. And based on isolated verses and texts of Scripture, we can convince ourselves, and many pastors do so, that we should have them often with little or no effort, action, or obedience on our part. But that's not scriptural. We only have it as our faith is lived out in obedience, and the Bible makes it clear how to do that if we will just be willing to choose and follow through by faith, our obedience in Christ, abiding in Him. How do you define your life's goals and work? According to the world's idea of success or God's desire for kingdom fruit? Begin today by studying God's Word from His perspective of producing kingdom fruit rather than worldly success. They may overlap, but be sure your focus and priorities is on His Word and will. I'll continue with more on this tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned for Bill Reeser and Encounter. I'm Greg Williams and you're listening to The Authority of Love.